0: So should you stay and fight with the public schools or get the heck out of Dodge? Our next guest says time to go. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. You know him from the Tony Kennett Show, Saturdays 1 until 3 here on WIBC, also the DailySignal.com. Tony Kennett joins us on the drivehubler.com hotline. And Kennett, you're working on a new piece for the Wall Street Journal in which you say... No more fighting with the public schools. It's not worth it.
4: Get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, for several years, uh, I had actually been saying that parents should try to work with good teachers inside of public schools and that in a lot of places where maybe the private options weren't feasible, that we should again try to continue to reform the public education system, that it was worth the fight. However, here in Indiana, after the news that has been streaming out, of course, with everything from teachers stalking students in South Decatur to harming special education students in Brownsburg and then covering up all kinds of communication with the school to hamilton southeastern and on and on and on it's just so gross at this point that i think it would be better if both parents and teachers just left it's not worth it the public school system is not worth it for good teachers good parents it's not good for students get out.
0: I blame the Republican Party because they are in charge of everything in this state and they know exactly what's going on. They saw the video that surfaced from Accuracy in Media. They knew about Brownsburg. They've known about these other things you're talking about. And they threw billions of more dollars at this issue, appeasing the angry red-shirted teachers. I blame the Republican Party in Indiana.
4: I think that that that, uh, that claim is is well founded because at this current time I am still struggling to discuss some of these matters with our state legislature because they have two staffers who Google things and that constitutes research for them. They call in the teachers unions to you know kind of tell them how things are and they talk to two or three people and then they decide that's good enough for education research. Time to triple the funding of our public schools yet again, even though they have done very little to earn it.
2: Tony Kinnett joins us. And what role do you think the Department of Education plays in this? You know, Betsy DeVos said that we should get rid of the Department of Education just right after she stepped down from being the director of it. (laughs) Now that she's done, it's time to say goodbye to it. But what do you think?
4: Uh, I was 6 feet from her when she when she made that announcement and uh, regardless of of the indiv- regardless of who is saying that I believe that the Federal Department of Education has been an absolute mess since it was founded. It has never done anything. It has not done one single thing to improve the state of education in this country. It has not improved one statistic by any metric. And so it should be abolished. It's a waste of money. State departments of education, uh, I think that that's also pretty worthless, but I think maybe something uh, that kind of monitors how the state is doing, uh, just kind of tracking our state's progress might be an argument of something to stick around. But in its current role, I think that it's worthless. It only heaps tons of regulations on parents, teachers, students, and schools, and it's quite honestly ruining education in the entire country.
0: Yeah, I think about my own experience with the local public school system. I've been dealing with these people, let's see, I was elected in 2011, so basically the better part of 12 years, I have had one, I can think of one transparent encounter with them, and that is after we beat the referendum in Brownsburg and the school had to come back with their hat in their hand because they knew we'd remonstrate against them trying to reestablish their debt, so we were going to beat them again. And they did that by force, not by choice. So that's pathetic. In 12 years I can think of one time I've had a transparent encounter with the school system, including up to now, Kenneth Turns out in Brownsburg, they got mad about people beating them up over this not protecting this special needs student who was forced to eat his own vomit, according to police report. They just shut off the comments on their Twitter feed so you can't be critical of them. These schools go out of their way to be deceptive and hide as much from you as possible.
4: Of course, this is all this in South Madison when the Pendleton uh, threw out members of the press for asking questions. They, the schools all over the state, I'm writing another investigative report for the Daily Signal on this, will throw up the Family Education Rights and Privacy Act called FERPA whenever you ask questions so that they'll say, well, we don't have to tell you anything about what's happening at our school. We don't have to tell you about the sexual assault in Loudoun County. We don't have to tell you about this situation where a kid was forced to eat vomit by five teachers in age because that would violate. Family privacy, and that's not how that law is supposed to work. They're using it as a as a catch all to try and hide, so that you leave them alone until the smoke goes away. And this is one of the reasons that I say it's not only bad for parents; it's also bad for teachers. Because if you're a good teacher, every time your school acts like this, it ruins your reputation. Mm -hmm. You're getting thrown in there. Of excellent teachers that I have worked with, that I have learned from in the state that are not these insane, nonsensical, power hungry administrators. Those are the teachers that should be leaving the public school system, that should be hired by a group of seven or eight parents, and they should teach in micro schools, kind of like a homeschool co-op collective. That's what the teachers should be doing, because I guarantee you that small group of parents will be more active and accountable in that situation than some horrible monster of a public school system that we now have.
2: Okay, Tony, so you've been fighting for students and parents for a long time, but you just said there are some excellent teachers. And you're writing this article for the Wall Street Journal that says, get out of public school now. What was the turning point for you? When when did you change?
4: The turning point for me uh, was when I sat down after I got back from Washington, D.C., after the celebrating the Heritage's 50th uh, anniversary over at their foundation. And I got home and I looked at my inbox from the things that I had missed while I was gone. And I saw not one Indiana school, not two Indiana schools, but seven Indiana school districts from around the state that have in some way, shape or form screwed over parents and teachers simultaneously by their actions, by their apathy, by their inactivity, by whatever in the last week that I had been gone. And it was that that said, all right, I, I can no longer recommend that Indiana parents uh, keep their kids in Indiana public schools. I can't recommend that good teachers stay in the system. It is not worth saving at this point.
0: Uh, Tony Kennett, our guest. All right, Kennett, uh, you are not my pastor. You're not my counselor. But I do think you're a very wise guy. So I want to tell you what the conversation my wife and I have and, and help me with this because it's this exact topic. My wife says under no circumstances will our daughter go to a public school. I push back on that and say, we pay all these taxes to the public school. I grew up in this town. I, I, I love my town, even though it is run in many cases by some very questionable people. But I, I want to stand and fight because I don't want to give up in a sense, society. I don't want to give up the public school system. I am forced to pay for that school system. I want my kid to go there so I can stand and fight. You say the wife's right. Help me understand why I have to give it up.
4: I think she's right, but in this case, I don't think that you have to stand down and and cease fighting. And I've said this back when I ran Chalkboard Review. Everyone is a stakeholder in public education. You are paying for it. It doesn't matter whether you have kids in the system or not. You don't need to be a parent of a kid in the school system to be a school board member or to care about what's going on in the school systems. You're paying for it. That makes you partially responsible for what happens in the system. But in the same way that I pay taxes for the schools over in Greenfield, where school safety is currently a bit of a question, you you have former students sneaking in and saying they could have shot up the school if they had wanted. That was also in the last couple of weeks. You, uh, I'm still paying for it, even though there's no way in heaven, hell, or in between that I would send my kid to a public school at this point. I'm still going to hold that school accountable because I'm paying for it. It, it, so it, just, it, sucks. You know.
0: it sucks, though, that the majority of the state budget goes to public education. The majority of record property taxes goes to public education. All of our money goes to this colossal failure and the people at the state house who are supposed to represent us because they're so afraid of the angry red-shirted teachers just go, yeah, it's fine. This is
4: normal. Well, they're apply, they're applying funding and regulations to schools in a way that, that's horrifically outdated. This is one of the reasons that I think that Republicans and Libertarians, for that matter, make a critical error when they talk about education reform, uh, because they kind of want to have their cake and eat it too. So they, they want to reduce funding, but they also don't necessarily want to reduce regulation. I think that teacher licensure is a big scam, and that's half of where the, department's educate, the Department of Education's power comes from. I think that local school boards should be able to determine what a teacher needs to have or do in order to be qualified to teach there and so the teachers don't have to sit in these woke nonsensical professional developments the way that we are treating our good teachers is not a great way to maintain good education in the state we never really talk about the difference between how we treat our good and bad teachers and that's something that really needs to change if we're going to reform education in the state
0: I am so excited for this piece coming out in the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. about getting your kid out of public schools I'm also excited for the Tony Kennett Show, Saturdays 1 to 3 here on WIBC. Tony Kennett, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys.
2: It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits,
1: long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
4: That's
2: 18 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Wait. Just let it go.
0: <laughs> It'll all come together for the audience in just a moment.
2: Me and her
0: Can we let the whole song play?
2: No, you cannot. <laughs> That's not how you're getting paid today. Let's talk about what's trending this morning, a couple food items and a couple music items. First up, we have Wendy's. Now, I showed this to you the other day. You know Wendy's Chili? Yeah. They're now going to start selling that in a can, and it will be at grocery stores. (laughs) You know how they make the chili at Wendy's, don't you? No, I don't. Do I want to know? They take the burger that's been on the grill for a while Uh that hasn't been sold, and then they plop it into a bucket, and then at the end of the day, they put all those old, dried out burgers in with the sauce and stir it up, and that's how they make the chili.
0: Okay, look, Okay, you say this, and and when I hear you play that out, that doesn't actually sound so bad to me, because- When I go to Burger King or Wendy's or McDonald's, it's not St. Elmo's. (laughs) Okay, I'm not, I'm not, you're not expecting. I know what I'm in for as long as something has not been on a floor Mm -hmm. or spat on. Yeah. Or any sort of other whatever on, I'm pretty much okay with that. because okay. I, I, There's an assumed risk at those places.
2: Also trending this morning, Kit Kat cereal. Cam's
0: laughing because he knows it's true. I bet you've eaten some horrific stuff. You're in the music industry.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm always eating greasy <laughs> and grimy foods. Okay, what about chocolatey goodness in uh, the morning for breakfast? I don't know about that. Kit Kat cereal. Is that yes, a new thing? That might yes. be decent. It's going to be hitting U.S. shelves. It's a cereal made out of Kit Kat bars.
0: Isn't it interesting how it seems like every every candy at some point is put into a cereal mode? Mm-hmm. Though, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there one that's really made it over the years? Is there one? I mean, there are obviously cereals that have a lot of sugar in them. You know, Frosted Flakes or you know, wasn't
1: there a shredded isn't there a, wheat or a whatever Rice Krispies? Yeah, uh, but that's, a,
0: that's not a candy, though. I'm saying, like, like uh, they put candy into the, there's been a whatever, in this case, Kit Kat type of cereal, and normally that does not last, last. long term.
2: Yeah. Uh, a Snickers cereal, that would be delicious. At least that's got nuts in it, right? You get some protein there. <laughs> also trending this morning, Ed Sheeran. He says that he is done with music if he's found liable in the Marvin Gaye copyright infringement trial. Oh, that'd be terrible. Oh, I hope he doesn't go away. Uh, How would we ever recover? He had to grab his guitar and play some music on the witness stand. He sang a a few words of his Thinking Out Loud song. He was trying to convince the jury that he didn't rip off the Marvin Gaye song. You know a guy like that, he's not going to stop playing music. He's going to, if he says, I'm done, having a little fit right now, I'm sure. But he'll continue to play music, just maybe not for public consumption.
0: Uh, I'll repeat what I said earlier.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) I hope it doesn't not work out for him. That'd be terrible. He'll he'll be be back on the road. Here's my question. Sure, he can't stay away.
0: Wasn't Ed Sheeran the one who Tom Petty got into it with several years ago? over one of the songs and they came to some sort of settlement because
2: you're right this is not the first time that he's been
0: so he is a repeat offender alleged offender it is (laughs) that that was ed sheeran wasn't it Mm -hmm. there was
2: and they they gave for shape of you i believe
0: yeah but it but it it was tom petty and jeff lynn they settled out of court and they tom petty and jeff lynn got got banked uh, over that, as I recall,
2: and also trending still this morning, Aerosmith. You know, they announced their farewell. Oh tour. sure,
0: right? Yeah. How long has Kiss been on their farewell tour? If you got to tell someone it's your farewell tour, it ain't your fa- farewell tour.
2: <laughs> They're going to stop in Indy. They're going to play at gamebridge Field House on October 29th. Tickets for the Peace Out tour go on sale 10 a.m. on Friday through Ticketmaster. You know, I've kissed Steven Tyler. Go on. His cheeks were smooth, but his hair was tangled and hard hairsprayed. <laughs> This was before I was, you know, yeah. with the dude. Taken, yes. So it was a full-on Does he know you've kissed kiss. Stephen Tyler? He was there. He saw it. Oh. <laughs> he took pictures. Oh, you made, your,
0: you made your man watch. <laughs> well, There's a genre for
2: that. Put a ring on it. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Bruce Springsteen. He was on, it, you you say that it was uh, CBS. but I thought but it was, I, I thought uh, it was CBS. PBS, PBS NewsHour, I believe is what it is. Yeah, he was on PBS NewsHour with Jeffrey Brown. It was a wide range. Uh 40-minute interview about his memoir and his approach to songwriting and also him reflecting back on his early life.
0: Yeah, so this was, for some reason, they were showcasing the Nebraska album, Mm -hmm. which for years and years and years was my all-time favorite album. You know my theory, Casey, that... Bruce Springsteen's career is basically 10 years, 1975 to 1985. Every album was incredible and outstanding. And Nebraska, it, it was very different at the time because he recorded it in his bedroom. Like he went into his bedroom with an eight track recorder and just started playing into the eight track recorder, and it's an acoustic guitar. And this was at a time where he was, um, he had just come off multiple big tours Born to Run, The River, Darkness on the Edge of Town. And in this interview, and I have no idea why they featured this thing on Nebraska because last year was the 40th anniversary, so it wasn't like there's some big thing, but I'm glad they did he was he was talking with the guy who was interviewing him about his stage in life. so he was in his early, 30s, and you know, Kev and I do the mentoring session. Yeah, Uh, we have been doing it a lot lately. As I now work a second full time job, thanks to the Biden administration keeping everything very cheap, and the Republicans keeping everything very low tax wise. Just thought it'd be great for my personal health to get a second full time job. But at the mentoring sessions, Kev, you know, Kev is entering that late 20s, early 30s phase, where you sort of feel like, well, if I haven't by this point then it's never going to happen. Yeah. And I, one of the things I've told Kev is when it comes to relationships, when it comes to the person you're going to marry, you absolutely cannot force that thing because forcing that thing will not, you will not end up with the thing you desire. And if you have something that resembles it, it will not make ultimately make you happy. And so they he was talking about the his space, he being Bruce Springsteen, his space in the world, he's this great rock star, but he has almost no personal life whatsoever.
2: Right. He was spending all of his time crafting his career and his music.
0: And I thought that this really this really hit home for me. And, you know, Kevin, I've talked about this a bit, because when you're younger, for many people, their career kind of becomes the thing that defines them. I got to be the best at this, or I got to be the youngest at that. And you reach a certain point in your life where you realize, I'm not even actually matters. Like if they were to come in tomorrow and say, Rob, you are done here. We no longer want your number one rated show. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. There was a time where I would have been completely devastated by that. But at this phase of my existence, the same phase that he's sort of talking about learning the things that you'll hear here, I realized there's things that were way more than important than that. My family to me is so much more important than that. As long as I am capable of putting a roof over their head and food on their table and I can do that if I went to, at FedEx. Then that's fine. It doesn't it doesn't bother me anymore. And so I thought it was really refreshing when one of your heroes, at the same point you were, when he was at that point, feels exactly the same way. And since it's half my show, I just decided we would play it.
4: Singing in front of 40,000 people, all that is is anesthesia. Yeah, and it worked for me. I think in your 20s, a lot of things work for you.
3: Your 30s is where you start to become an adult. Suddenly, I looked around and said, where is everything? Mm. Where's my home? Where is my partner? Where are the sons or daughters that I thought I might have someday? And I realized none of these things are there. So I said, okay, the first thing I've gotta do as soon as I get home is remind myself of who I am and where I came from. Yeah.
0: So I primarily did this as a message to Kevin because we have not been able to do as many mentoring sessions lately. But Kev, you always be you and define who you are and it will work out for you in the end.
1: Yeah, stay stay true to my path. Yes. Just, you know,
2: he talks about stepping back and kind of reassessing your life and where you're at in life, and yeah. I think that's very important. Well, you know there's the saying, learn in your 20s, earn in your 30s, discern in your 40s, yearn in your 50s <laughs> for when you were in your 20s. We've wow, got- what a w- yeah. uplifting weight in that segment, Casey. <laughs> now no, I'm just depressed. <laughs> <laughs> We've got your voicemails coming up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
0: It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317
3: 559 PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering
2: machine. It is 1034 34 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob, we have the best too. listeners. You got a gift, and I'm excited about this. Yes. I think I'm more excited about your gift than you are.
0: Well, so, I'm, a, I'm a minimalist, as you know, mm-hmm. and I love our listeners and when they send us stuff. But yes, you are the gift person in this uh, radio relationship, Casey.
2: You got citizen flashcards, Yes, 180. 180- Questions and answers. I think that we should have a flashcard round one day. I, m-
0: I may put that in the template later this week, and we will uh, we will roll with that. All right, let's get to the voicemails, though, because we've got several things to get to. Mainly, Casey, I don't know if you're aware, but um, people are a little upset about the property taxes. Yeah. And um. what is amazing, as we've said many times, is this is the issue, and the Republicans do not care. And I am... I will say, a little bit optimistic. By the way, earlier in the show, if you missed it, here's how bad it has gotten, and I showed Casey for proof, Casey has now seen the proof of who this person was, that the ultimate establishment-y person who regularly defends and supports the worst of the Republican candidates, (laughs) it is so bad now that even that person sent me a picture of their property tax bill and said I don't agree with you on a lot of things but you're spot on on this. You have seen the the I've messaging question.
2: And and this is not somebody that we have been overly flattering no, towards. No, we have said
0: many many mean things about this person who totally deserved it. But you know the rule, it's if it's an anonymous interaction, even if I despise you and the people you elect, I will keep you anonymous and so what is really interesting, though, is how the politicians, and we heard from Micah earlier talking to his uh, senator and house rep. We have heard it. I mean, again, the the uh, our good friend from Seymour, Jim Lucas, is on his feed. He, by the way, he's getting his ass handed to him on his own feed today, which makes me very optimistic because usually the Lucas people, because he's so entrenched on guns and weed, they will defend him no matter what. And on the thread today, because I invited him, I said, hey- because he was doing the bad-mouthing of me again. I guess we're back to that. You're a shock jock. Well, that's fine. If if, if you think a good way to represent your constituents is bad-mouth the radio guy, that's going to make their life better. I'm a big boy. I can take it. That's fine. So I said, hey, no need to do it on social media. Why don't you come in here? We'll talk about $90 million in gas tax increases next to nothing on property taxes. We'll talk about suspending the automatic taxpayer refund. We'll talk about billions more for the angry red-shirted teachers. We'll talk about giving Holcomb a half billion to strong arm farmers out of their land. We'll talk about a $44 billion budget, and he wasn't having any part of it. And the people were giving him the business today because they're saying, look, we're getting screwed, and we got screwed again this year. You guys told us it was a temporary thing, and the uh, assessments are showing up. And it's not stopping.
2: Yeah, you offered him a chance to come defend his position. Interesting, he got really quiet at the end of the session after, oh, there's a plan for property taxes, yeah. there's a plan, got really quiet. Well, when no plan came to fruition, a couple days after the session is over, he's getting
0: well. My favorite thing loud
2: again on social media.
0: My favorite thing on the thread, and by the way, again, you can, and I knew, I knew, Jim probably got a stern talking to by Todd Houston, his adult supervision over there. We remember the times when Jim has been, I'm not going to say forced to delete his account, but his social media account has magically disappeared after Indie Star or TV got mad at him for saying insensitive things. And we all know Jim is very prone to take his foot with his shoe still on and try to jam it as far back in his throat as he possibly can. Look, I've long (laughs) said this. And Jim, I mean this from the very bottom of my heart. Many of your colleagues are maniacal, evil people. There are many people at the Statehouse who are maniacal, evil people who enjoy watching others suffer. I don't think, and I do not think Jim is an evil or maniacal person. I just think he's a moron. And we are lucky because that is a gift for us, Casey, that keeps on giving, that a moron with no self-control will continue to post on social media and allow us to entertain people from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between. And look... I thought Jim was a big t- isn't he a marine? Wasn't he a big tough marine guy? I mean he's a two A guy. He is scared of a guy who is 5'8 and weighs 155 pounds. Hey, I mean in that's the studio. Me. I mean, look, Casey, do I have any weapons on me right now? And any you see any? Just your brain, yeah, Rob just, Kendall. And he is afraid to come in here. And talk about giving himself a million and a half dollars in raises along with his colleagues. Uh, he'll give him the next governor $65,000 in raises. It's so weird. And people are catching on now, right? Even the people who love him for the guns and the weed are like, yeah, we're getting screwed. And, my, and then we'll get to the phone calls because it all ties into this. But my favorite part of all of it was he kept posting the Thompson plan as the plan. Well, we had a plan. That, well, number one, that was your plan. That if you screwed me on $500, you're going to give me 100 back. Boy, it seems like we went through that last summer. Yeah. But that plan didn't even pass. No, we, we had a plan. We didn't. <laughs> we had a plan. That one didn't even. We had a very
2: crappy plan that yeah. didn't pass. Yeah.
0: Listen to me, people! We
2: had a crappy plan that didn't pass! So you're giving the keys to the kingdom if anybody wants to run for election. You're saying property taxes is the issue to run on, and that will propel you right ahead. And another thing to point out, we've only been talking about it for a year. Yeah. So that's that's what it takes for people to catch on.
0: When the guy, the establishment guy, and again, Casey saw it, because so that way she can verify it, people's jaws would drop if they saw who it was. Sent that. I
2: so want to say. I know,
0: I know, I know, I know, but we can't <laughs> do that. But we will, we will, uh, we will make sure that per- that person knows they're listening right now, and um, we will be back to telling everyone how much you suck in a very short order. Uh, okay, so calls, lots of calls about the property taxes. Here's one.
3: Hello, just got my property tax assessment and uh, bill, and uh, it's out of control. So, which we knew it was going to be that way. So. I'm hoping next year that we have very, very large, organized, peaceful protest at the state house when the legislative session takes off, and uh, so the 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 legislators get the message that you know what, status quo ain't going to cut it. So, I'm just looking forward to next year and uh, taking taking the, the bull by the horns and getting something done on these property taxes because something's got to got to happen. So. Thanks for your help and
2: love the show. Thank you. So when does the next legislative session begin?
0: Well, you know, KCR legislators only work uh, three or two months out of the year, despite the fact that they, well, I mean, now with the raises, it'll be like $75,000. But, uh, you know, they only work uh, three months, one year. And then I do work in air quotes because, of course, they don't work Fridays and then they get their weekends off. And, um, you know, in the case of like the guy from Seymour, he spends as much time in session fighting with me on Facebook as actually in the meetings. Um, So let's say they work three months, one year two months the next year so they won't be back in session until next January and this is why people need to realize the only way you can protest and that's great you can go down there and you can yell at them and you should and when you see them out at a Wendy's or a Walmart or a Sonic drive-in or wherever it might be go up to them and tell them how much they suck and how much you hate them and how much you despise what they're doing to you But the only solution to this is get them out. They do not care. They think they did a great job. There is no, the time for talking is over. We are at an impasse. We need a divorce. You need a divorce between you and your lawmaker on the Republican side. And I'm talking every single one of them Other than Mike Young, I guess, but he quit. It appears he quit anyway. Farewell. I don't know. I mean. We'll see if he shows up in January. uh, One of the things we did talk about yesterday, and I want to make sure we hit this phone call, is people need to realize, and I think they are realizing, it's no longer Republican versus Democrat. There is no difference between the parties. They both hate you equally. uh, Democrats want to teach your little kids uh, kindergartners uh, sex. Uh, They
2: want on-demand abortion from conception to live birth. They want pornography in the library, in the kids' section.
0: They are utterly insane on the social issues, and the Republicans are greedy, evil, maniacal people who their goal is to confiscate as much of your money as possible and give it to their friends and their cronies and their desired special interest group. There is no good guy in this. They are all equally bad. And um, the I, I've dubbed it people versus politicians. It's us versus them, not DNR, us versus them.
2: My name is Ruth. I guess to Rob, what he said, and it is people versus politicians. It's not which party. It's us people. We need to stand up. Every one of us counts. We need to get busy. And I'm in the thing with Rob and all the way. Thank you.
0: Hmm. Every incumbent's got to go next year. There is no good guy. If your incumbent tries to tell you that they are a good person or helping and they voted for that budget, they are not helping you. They are not helping you and they do not care about you at all. They need some challengers. You know, we cannot do any more the, yeah, the, the, this is bad, but, you know, my rep, no, your rep sucks. All of these people, your senator sucks. They're all awful. And they will all continue to tax you into oblivion. They will continue to tax you out of your property unless you fire them next year. And all 100 of the House members and a big deal of the senators, you're going to have a chance to fire those people next year. Somebody's good got to run, raise a few bucks, and stay on and refuse to get off the property taxes. You'll win. Almost guarantee it.
2: We've got Hammer joining us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's like wearing your favorite soft pants while watching a comedy because he makes you comfortable and he makes you laugh. I'm talking about Hammer who's in the studio with us right now. Thank you very
3: much and I heard the Aerosmith coming in there as a DJ Kev on the ones and twos over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Aerosmith tickets to give away this afternoon.
0: And I love that we've just completely abandoned it being Gordon Lightfoot Day. We really started out on a strong foot with that and uh, here about, by about 30 minutes, we had just completely forgotten that it was Gordon Lightfoot.
3: Today. Yeah, because Gordon Lightfoot and Aerosmith are equal.
2: <laughs> yeah, And
3: like I've got Gordon Lightfoot tickets to give away today. Please. I don't think it's going to happen because he's no longer with us. Yeah, he already well, did
2: his Peace Out tour, didn't he? That's what
3: I'm saying
0: is that, you know, we thought we'd pay some tribute to Gordon Lightfoot. We uh, still have numerous Gordon Lightfoot hits to go, uh, but you have something you'd like to oh, share with us.
3: That's such a Rob thing to say. We've got numerous Gordon Lightfoot <laughs> hits to go. Boy, that's, <laughs> put your party pants on kids. Can't wait. Uh, so yesterday we were talking about uh, old man Biden's butt sniffer event on Saturday, mm-hmm. the correspondence dinner, the world series of butt sniffing, because yeah. that's really what it is. A bunch of journalists in a room that think their jobs are so important. You're lucky to just get a glimpse of them having fun together. Yeah. So Biden made a few Tucker Carlson jokes. He made one about Don Lemon too, but he made a Tucker Carlson joke. So we thought, Okay, if Tucker Carlson were going to respond to Joe Biden, what would it sound like? Now, Biden was ripping on Tucker because he doesn't have a job anymore. Right. So we had AI Tucker Carlson give us his response. We've got AI Tucker Carlson no. standing by, ready to give his response. Good evening, and welcome to
1: Tucker Carlson Tonight. Oh, that's right. I don't have a job anymore. Why is that, I wonder? Golly, lots of other people have jobs. Absolutely terrible people. People who are beyond repugnant. How about the board of directors at Fox News Corporation? The money that they've paid out in sexual harassment, claims against certain executives and hosts at that network, is greater than the annual GDP of most major countries. But do they still have jobs? Yes, they do. How about Joe Biden? The cost of living under his administration of nincompoops is up 15% since President Poopy (laughs) Pants took office. Thousands of illegal immigrants are flooding the southern border every day. Crime is through the roof. And despite the (laughs) pooper-in-chief's vigorous assurances that we were going to cure cancer, that's yet to happen. Meanwhile, the president's son, the prolific blow artist, Hunter Biden, has been accused of everything except sniffing bicycle seats. But do Hunter and the big guy still have gainful employment? Yes, they do. How about radio station WIBC in Indianapolis? Nigel Laskowski, or whatever the hell his name is. He can barely get through a segment without vomiting live on the air. Probably because he's drunk. Of course, that's only on the rare day that he decides to come to work and do the afternoon drive show with his fat-ass co-host, Jason Hammer. Yeah, Hammer. I called you fat. Fat, fat, fatty, fatty, fat, fat. What are you going to do about it? Salad Dodger, Jelly Belly, Biscuit Buns, not a damn thing. You're just going to sit there like the Jenny Craig dropout you are and forcibly pass gas into the seat of a chair that used to be occupied by Mike Pence. Aren't you donut dimples? Oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm too pissed off to do this monologue. Mm. Just go to Traffic Man Boobs. You're probably desperate for a snack by now and I'm sure Nigel needs another beer.
3: True. True. <laughs> One. <laughs> AI Tucker Carlson bringing the heat to me. That was incredible. Ooh.
0: That was, uh,. That was incredible. Yes, that was a great description.
3: Biscuit buns. No one has more fun with AI than mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. And a uh, hat tip to our pal Naptown Bry, Brian Baker. You
0: know, I miss him and he is an incredible genius. Uh, I also, it's scary how accurate the AI already is getting.
3: Yeah. Right?
0: I mean, you can kind of sort of tell it's still a little off, but it's not
3: far off. Right. And the thing about the Biden AI is you can actually see Biden saying some of this ridiculous stuff. Like the clips that we've had of Joe Biden, not only does it sound pretty much like him the only reason we can tell that it's not him is because it's actually somewhat coherent <laughs> like the ai doesn't stumble as right. much as joe biden and does. it's an
0: older biden voice it does not sound like the the frail
3: uh biden Current, way of, yeah decrepit joe biden yeah right do you buy the argument we talked about this yesterday that let's just for argument's sake say joe biden's going to be the nominee in 2024 i still have my doubts about that but let's play ball if you vote for joe biden that's a vote for kamala harris because there's no way yeah. that yes. dude's going to finish out the four years Well,
0: van jones said it yeah uh, you know i mean van who's not going to be accused of being a, a maga republican he's a super liberal obama guy said yeah
3: you're voting for
2: kamala harris large portions of his three-minute Campaign launch video
3: were of Kamala. Right. And you heard Clyburn talk about it and Chris Coons talk about it over the weekend. Like, this is the thing. Now, I would still, you know me, the gambling man, I'd put a little side wager down on Michelle Obama because I still think there's good value there, and there's something about that convention being in Chicago to where maybe the last minute she comes out in her hometown and saves the
0: day. That reminds me of that time I banged out Carlos Ortiz 42-1 to in that golf tournament. (laughs) little little long shot action. Right. There's There's a better than puncher's chance you might be able to pull it off. I have a question for you. I'd like you to prove or disprove a theory that we have. Any House or Senate candidate next year that comes to your door and says, my primary focus is fixing property taxes, that person will win your vote?
3: Uh, Yes, but I'm also going to need proof of how they're going to do it. Right, right. Because I don't want the folks that are currently there to knock on the door. Hey, I was told I need to fix property taxes. I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to tell you that I am. (laughs) I'm going to tell you I have a plan. I want to see a lot of people trying to primary people. Yeah. That's what I, I want. A new talent pool. Like mm-hmm. I want some young and up and comers. Like now is the time. This is the time. Get out there, make your name and fight back against some of these establishment butt sniffers. And
0: it is amazing, and we have talked about this for the last several days since the session ended, that these guys think they did a good job. They're on social media defending their behavior. They think what you pay in property taxes is fine. They think raising your gas taxes by ninety million dollars on top of all the other gas tax increases they've done, they think this is fine. Fine.
3: Look at the tweet that Ron DeSantis put out yesterday of the things that he accomplished yesterday in the state of Florida alone. Uh, He signed into legislation bills that would eliminate, like, sexual content to children. And it's this long laundry list of really important high-profile stuff. Here in Indiana... Our gas tax got raised. Property tax was annoyed. And for like two months, we talked about this stupid state sandwich and we never even got the resolution on it. <laughs> it it is, didn't even pass. It no, is, it didn't. No, no. It,
0: it's, it's just fascinating that these Republican supermajorities look at this and you have people who are saying, holy smokes, some people, got I mean, people are sending me the bills. They're not making it up. A thousand dollars. What'd you get?
3: more. And you're not, by any means, living in the South Fork Ranch. No, no. But the problem is, I say problem, is that the Democrats are so unserious, they can't win any races from these people. Yeah. Because you're putting out tweets as a Democrat, they're burning books, they're banning mm-hmm. books. Okay, tell me what's in the books. Yeah. Tell me the name and what's in the books, and then do you understand why some of these books are not really being banned, they're being moved from the children's section.
2: Don't you feel like if just a little bit of the Democrats would move just a little bit to the center? But they, they can't,
3: because they're morons. Well... <laughs> Part of the problem. right? I mean, I mean we are a state that has really ran so soft, so weak, and by the biggest, and I know I've said this term a couple times here, but it's so true, butt sniffers. And what I mean by that is that nobody has any original idea or backbone. They just want to sniff the tail of the more masculine person in front of them, the way dogs do when they greet somebody. That's where
2: the term comes from. Rod and Todd and all the good time party boys. That's all they do. (laughs) Oh, 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 no. How are you going to give away the Aerosmith tickets this afternoon? So we're going to play a little game called Steven Tyler or Scott Steiner. Yeah!
3: (laughs) So if you remember WCW wrestling growing up back in the day, because there was a time where... Superstation WTBS was only a few things. Atlanta Braves baseball, mm-hmm. Andy Griffith reruns, and WCW wrestling. Yeah. And Scott Steiner was one of the stars. So it's
0: you have to guess, is it Steven Tyler or Scott Steiner you're talking
3: about? We'll give you a fact about someone. Get three out of five, we'll give you the tickets. Well,
0: it's not Andretti Petty or
3: famous for spaghetti, but it's close. We've also got Grand Prix tickets to give away, too. We're rolling this
2: afternoon. Lots going on with Hammer and Nigel. Excellent work. Thank you for joining us. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 93- WTBS. WIBC.